Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is August 26th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants section 93. Now, I've been making reference to verse 19 all week, but let's take a look at what it says. Verse 19 says, I give unto you these sayings that you may understand and know how to worship and know what you worship, that you may come unto the Father in my name and in due time receive of his fullness. Now, I love this because up until now, we've been talking about this concept of growing grace to grace and grace for grace and receiving a fullness and becoming perfect in Christ. And this verse gives us a better understanding of why those things are important. Every single thing in this section, especially this teaching of grace and how we can grow and how we can become more like the Father so that we can receive all that He has, all of these things should point us to Christ and should point us to our Father in heaven. And each of these things should teach us more fully how to worship them. Like we talked about yesterday, Elder Maxwell's quote, that true adoration is actually emulation, that the best way to worship our Father in heaven is to try to become more like him. And as we do so in time, we can receive all that the Father has we can receive of his fullness. I love that promise and the hope that it gives me. Now, something that I absolutely love about this idea that we can receive a fullness of the fathers is that down in verse 21, it says that the Savior was the firstborn. He was the firstborn spirit child of our Father in heaven. And as tradition goes, the firstborn always receives the inheritance But another attribute or another thing that we can learn about the Savior here in this section is that even though the Savior has the right to the entire inheritance, his ultimate desire and his ultimate goal is to share and to split evenly that inheritance with each and every one of us. Remember, in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, it teaches us that we can become joint heirs with Christ. Not under heirs or not sub heirs, but joint heirs with Christ. All that the Father has, he desires to give to his children. And the Savior, as the firstborn, would naturally inherit all. But that's not what the Savior wants. That's not his goal. That's not his desire. His desire is to share the inheritance with all of his brothers and sisters so that we can receive together so that we can be together, and so that we can obtain all that the Father hath together. In fact, this is the very reason why in verse 20, we are invited to grow and to progress in the same way that he does, grace for grace, so that eventually, through grace, and because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, we can, in fact, inherit the kingdom of God with him. But just as it says here in verse 19, we need to understand how to worship and we need to know who we worship. Remember what we learn in John 17 verse 3. This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. 
my friends, it is vital that we understand and know who we worship. And just as I've said all along this year, how do we come to know who we worship? Just the same way we come to know anyone, by spending time with them, by fostering that relationship. We can do that in the scriptures. We can do that in the temple. We come to know the Savior as we emulate him, as we follow him. We come to know the Savior as we're taught about him by the Spirit. We come to know the Savior as we learn from others who know the Savior. And as we come to know him, we obtain eternal life. This is eternal life. To know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. My friends, eternal life is to know eternal truth. And who is truth? Truth is just another title for the Savior. In fact, in verse 23, it says, Ye were also in the beginning, meaning each and every single one of us, were also in the beginning with the Father, that which is spirit, even the spirit of truth. We were there. We were part of that, as was the Savior, the spirit of truth. And eternal life is coming to know truth. President Ballard once said, As we ponder the teachings of the gospel and apply them in our daily living, we become better prepared to receive additional light and truth. Now that's true in the general sense. As we ponder the teachings of the gospel, as we apply them, as we live, we are better able to receive light and to receive truth, to know truth and to be able to recognize it from error. But I also love this quote as we as we think about light and truth as titles of the Savior. As we ponder the teachings of the gospel and apply them in our daily living, we become better prepared to receive light and truth. We become better prepared to receive the Savior, to do as he would do, to live as he would live. And that, my friends, is true worship. But it all comes back to this idea of coming to know who we worship, coming to know him, coming to know the light, coming to know truth. It actually reminds me of the parable of the ten virgins in the New Testament. Remember, you've got these ten women, and they're waiting for the bridegroom. In that day, the bridegroom would kind of walk a, for lack of a better term, parade route. And as he went, those who were invited would join him. And then by the end, they would walk all the way to the feast, this wedding feast that they were going to have. And so oftentimes it was in the evenings and there were big groups. And so it took a while to gather everyone up. And so it was important for these women to have oil for their lamps. Now, it's not that the five foolish virgins didn't have oil. They had some, but they didn't have enough. And so as they're running out, they turn to the wise virgins and they ask to share and they say, no, we can't because then we wouldn't have enough for all of us. So go buy your oil at market and then come back. Well, while they were gone, they missed the bridegroom. And when they went to the door of the feast, they knock on the door and the bridegroom answers. And in the scriptures, the bridegroom says, I know ye not. But Joseph Smith makes a very important and very inspired change there in that scripture. The bridegroom, out of spite, doesn't say, I don't know who you are. Rather, he says, ye never knew me. Ye never knew me. My friends, it's my testimony 
and my belief that anything we need to do, anything we need to give up, is going to be worth it if it allows us to know Christ better. Elder C. Scott Grow once said, God knows you and invites you to know him. My friends, I testify that this is life eternal, that we might know our Father in heaven and Jesus Christ who he sent. As we come to know them, we will better understand how to worship them, but we will also be more inclined to worship them. Because as we come to know him, we become more and more awed by him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.